After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, welcome into the Deuce and Mo podcast. Recording this on a Saturday night after the Kings get back-to-back wins on the home floor. De'Aaron Fox did not play in this game. And the shorthanded Jazz put up a decent fight, but the Kings were able to hang on. They used a big-time third quarter to take the lead and take control. And the Kings are now having a magic number of one. Their next win means they clinch a playoff spot. They beat the Utah Jazz tonight, 121 to 113. So much love going around. How about Kevin Herter? Big time games, back to back nights. Delhi coming off the bench, playing some legit defense. He gets a deep hog chain, and the Kings have 45 wins. The most wins they've had in the season since the 2004 2005 season. Hey, I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. How you doing, Mom? You already know. I am, I'm beaming. I was just going to say buzzing, but I might as well just say beaming if I'm going to use a B word to describe how I'm feeling. Um, it's a Saturday night, one, with a real day off tomorrow, unless something happens with the Kings clinching spawn, then we have to go back to work. Whatever. Yeah. That's not even work at that point. Um, and option three, whatever number I was on, I just, I, I'm so glad that the Kings won this game. And I know there's so many things that we can look at with this game and go, well, yeah, this should have been a no-brainer kind of win. I get that. I don't care. I'm just glad that they are doing a good job of controlling their fate, of getting into the playoffs, and not just depending on other teams to get wins and to make it happen for them. Yeah, I was very eager to see how the Kings were going to respond after what happened against this Utah Jazz team. Yeah. Just what? earlier this week in Salt Lake City when the Kings wrapped up their four-game road trip in Utah. Um, of course, Kevin Herter did not play in that game, but the Kings were shorthanded, and they got uh, the Jazz got off to the 40-19 start. Their oh. zone really messed some things up. Uh, the Kings rallied back, took the lead, but 
weren't able to close it and Utah won is really disappointing finish to that road trip. I was eager to see how they they came out tonight. Look, I like any win. Wins are great. 45 wins is a huge accomplishment, big picture. Yes. I just think there are some some things tonight that I wish were a little smoother. It's also kind of hard to be super critical where when, you know, when, when Fox is not there, and I think he could have definitely helped some things, especially attacking the paint against that zone defense. I thought with him and Herter in the lineup, that could have helped things. Overall, you get the win, and I, I thought they looked great in that third quarter. What jumped out to you about this Kings win? We can go over all the highs and lows. Yeah, I think there were there were highs and lows, and I think one of the things, uh, there's a lot of things that stood out to me. I'll say one of the things that stood out to me was Davion Mitchell, again, stepping up to the challenge of being their starting point guard out there. I just think he keeps showing why he is a good uh um god i'm losing my mind um, backup point guard thank you NBA backup, player. i was gonna say second i could not think of backup point guard why he is a good backup point guard in this league and i think sometimes we look at him and we go man but his size like look at these other guys with the size advantage we saw the other night, even when he was taking on Devin Booker, he might not have the size advantage and Devin Booker can shoot over him. But if he's disrupting the hell out of him and making sure his life is harder, he's not even going to get a good look at the basket because he's going to have to worry about where his handles are, right? And so Davion Mitchell, I think, has just done a fantastic job of making so many people um, think twice on the offensive end when he's playing defense on them. And what that does, Deuce, it just starts, it sets the tone on that end of the floor for the rest of the squad. Yeah, and Davion had to start against a bigger lineup too, right? Like they have a pretty big starting lineup, even without marketing out there. Yeah. Of course, Sexton's been out, Clarkson's been out, but you got THT, Abaji, Olenek, uh, Walker Kessler, what a man he was tonight. Career high tonight. Um, but Davion, the only thing he wasn't able to do tonight is connect from that three-point shot. He yep. was 0 for 6, but, God, he had some beautiful moves to the basket. A couple oh. of crossovers, nasty finishes, pushing in transition. You talk about that. I mean, that was his way of getting into the yep. paint. And I know at times it was like he was going all the way to the basket, but his handles were nasty. Um, we've seen him hit that outside shot, so it was disappointing that that wasn't falling. But there was other guys to... Clean that up a little from beyond the arc. Obviously, Keegan Murray with six threes tonight. Kevin Herter was knocking down some shots. There was guys stepping up, but I just love that Davion Mitchell took on that role as starting point guard and was able to just handle things out there. He had 11 points. He had six assists. He also had four steals in the game. Five of 11 shooting, 0 for 6 from uh, downtown, but he played 29 minutes in this game. Yeah, I, I think the one thing early on that was really good. I thought Sabonis kind of set the tone too. It was clear he was like, we're going to push here yep. and we're going to get things going. The best thing you can do, especially for a team that has been throwing some zone at you. Get them back on their heels. Get them on their heels. Yep. Don't let them get set. And man, was he getting the rebound and pushing. Mm. He had that one where he got the rebound, went coast to coast for the score. Oh. This is a seven foot big guy getting a rebound, pushing in scoring and transition, there's not a ton of guys with his build who can do that stuff no. at the NBA level. 
No, it, it was. I couldn't wait to mention that yeah. that moment because just being able to go from rim to rim on your own as a beast going down the floor, the way that he pushes the pace, not only in that moment, but like you said, throughout the game, it does set the tone. And it set the tone in the beginning of the game because they needed to do that against this Jazz defense. But I also thought Sabonis and Harrison Barnes did a, uh, a much better job in the beginning defensively coming down on Walker Kessler and making sure that his life was going to be a little bit more difficult, <laughs> even though he was still getting his. Dude. <laughs> He got his and more tonight. And that's that's where, again, like at the before the show, we were kind of talking about how it wasn't exactly like fired up after this win. I mean, you allowed 70 points in the paint. Yeah. Um, and these are the things that, you know, come playoff time, you're, you're concerned about because the Kings, and this is nothing new, I guess, right? Like, it's not like Sabonis was defending Kessler one-on-one. All right. right. There's a lot of times it's like mismatches galore. Kessler was super active. There's not many guys uh, that can give you a 31 and 11 on 14 of 16. In fact, I believe David Locke told me, the jazz announcer, uh, he had to tell me this because, you know, his team lost. So he's got to, hey, let me juice up my guy a little bit. Um, he was mentioning how, like, the last guy to do, I think the last rookie to do that was Shaq, something like that. Well, so pretty impressive. That company. is impressive. Walker Kessler is really good. Um, but it's it just the Kings' size, and this is a long term thing when you're trying to build out this roster. They don't have a backup five. No, and we could say they're guys who play backup five on occasion. Tonight, we saw Metsu. Chemezi Metsu came in and took one of the worst threes in the history of the game. And I think G-Man actually on the broadcast was like, they'll have to check the backboard to see if he broke it. No, he did not. (laughs) No, but it was just not a good decision, right? And it was at a time where the Kings were settling a lot. Yes. There's some defensive miscues. Chemezi Metsu only plays two and a half minutes in this game. They end up going to Rashawn Holmes, who I feel so bad for Rashawn. He just doesn't look comfortable. At all. And it's, At all. And, and it's like, it's not how could he? He right. never plays. I don't. That's where, that's really quick. I wanted to mention that because I go, I guess some people go, oh, maybe, maybe you can't play anymore. And it's like, no, no, when you're not playing, obviously you're not going to feel comfortable. It's not about like staying ready. It's like, oh shit, I forgot what this is like with these NBA minutes. And you, I mean, how many times did he get blocked in the couple minutes that he was in yeah it didn't look good and when you mentioned that backup five position deuce you're exactly right all the jazz had to do was lob it up every single even in transition they had some beautiful moments where they're just making a half court pass to walker kessler or whoever else was down low and just keep the ball up high and they would dunk it throw it down and or lay it in it was some beautiful basketball way to utilize your height um especially when the kings lack that this utah team i feel like we're repeating some of the stuff we talked about the last time they saw them in salt lake city you know abaji dude looks like he can play he he's got a ton of potential he had 20 points in this game he also had three blocks along with a four assists three rebounds on eight of 15 shooting he was three of seven from downtown so they've got him they've got walker kessler it's a pretty talented team, man. Hell yeah, it Plus is. Plus, you got Markin who wasn't even playing tonight. Um, but yeah, going back to Rashawn, you're right. It's just, I, I felt like they try to give him a pick and roll, but there's a hesitation with him and Monk. And it's like, they don't play together at all. And I think, it, you know, we take a step back. I feel like, I wish that 
Mike had given, Mike Brown had given Rashawn more opportunities early to get yep. that rhythm. And I always reference that Lakers game in LA when Sabonis missed it and he had a double-double. Like, this could be his moment, right, to get back into things. He just hasn't. And they, they gave him a chance, and it did not look good tonight at all. And, you know, I see on our chat, not JK. JK says, I don't know, Mo. Kind of looks like he can't play. He looked awful to start the year as well before his role was significantly reduced. And, yeah. and, and at times, absolutely. But then you do reference a game like that Lakers game, and you go, even before that, what, did he all of a sudden, did he take a whole year and just get, like, shitty? And that's where I go, we just haven't seen enough for me to go from what he was doing with Tyrese yeah. Halliburton to earn that contract to what he is right now. So I think it is going to be a situational thing with him, and he will be able to play a role in the NBA. And he had his push shot once tonight. He missed it. Yeah. You know, and he got blocked a couple of times. It was, you know, there were some tough things for him in that game, and then he ends up only playing three and a half minutes. So we're talking about... Metu and Holmes, your backup five options playing a combined like six minutes tonight, you know? Um, so they end up going with Trey Lyle, small ball five, which I do like, but there are just disadvantages to that, especially when you have a team with some legit size. And as you start looking forward to playoff matchups, you start looking around going, all right, who's got legit size? The Suns Dude. come to mind. You know, you think about a team like the Clippers who have some more size, but then again, the Clippers just lost at home. I mean, Clippers are falling apart. I know it's and it's weird too because when you do have that small ball five, you think about when a team like the Jazz are in that zone and they stack like the weak side or whatever, or you know whatever side that may be, and you have your five stretching the floor, which is fine, but then usually means that you're going to settle for those outside shots. And we saw a lot of settling tonight. Uh, I believe that was like end of the first. I was texting you like. What is this, Chuck City? Like, what are we doing? Well, and I think that was the 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 thing early on. I thought the Kings had some success against the zone because Keegan Murray was. They kept leaving Keegan Murray open in the corner for three, Mm -hmm. and they were late to recover on that. And Keegan's like, "I can shoot this. Yeah, this corner three. What did he say? Well, yeah, I think I can shoot this. Nice. Uh, He had fourteen points in the first quarter, which was awesome. And Keegan Murray tonight. Had a really nice game. He had 22 points, 8 of 15 shooting, 6 of 12 from 3. He's going to smash that three away rookie record. Donovan Mitchell's uh, all-time rookie record for most threes in a season. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, um, they the Jazz started to go into that zone too once Della Vadova and, Vadova and Kessler Edwards went to the game. And the Kings shot 16 threes in the first quarter. And I did not like the number. I felt like they weren't getting great looks from three. And that's what the zone will do, right? If you're not attacking it right, you you start to fall into some bad habits. And I think that's where my disappointment lies a little bit tonight with Sacramento, even in a win was this. They did this to you last time. Yeah. They didn't make the adjustments. You have to handle it better. Now the Kings did end up handling it better. Sure. And one getting stops helps. Yep. Right, like the Kings weren't getting a ton of stops early, so then you're in a tough position. You're not being able to push in transition. And what do you know? The Kings were forcing some turnovers in that third quarter. Oh my god! Now in transition, Hands in the passing lane. I mean, when the Kings are in transition and they're forcing turnovers, they look unstoppable. And yep. that's just the reality. Unfortunately for Sacramento, is they have not been able to do that consistently this year. They just can't string together um, a lot of consistent defensive 
stops in a game. Yeah, and and obviously we already know that's one of their biggest flaws. But Deuce, you even talk about the settling and taking those outside shots um, as many as they did early on in the game. You as a shooter, one, but usually knowing your your teammates well, you're the you know where that ball is kind of going to go, right? Especially when you see it on the release or you see um, where it's going off of the back of the rim, front of the rim, whatever. And it just seemed like those rebounds were long. And in a zone, they didn't capitalize on that. No one was putting a body on them, but the Kings still weren't crashing and getting those boards. And I know they can be funky and kind of go in different places, and sometimes it's going to be luck. But I felt like they weren't crashing enough on those shots, missed shots too. So it was 32-26 after one. One guy that jumped out to me immediately tonight, and he ended up getting the defensive player of the game chain, was Matthew Delvadova. And I've said to Morgan, I might have said even on night chat, sometimes I confuse some of the things I say on and off the podcast, <laughs> but I was like, I like Delhi as a person. I believe he's an important fixture in the locker room. He's been on really good teams. I think he has a good understanding of the game. I just feel like... He's not playable. And tonight, in this matchup, I thought he came in. He put pressure on the ball. He was into the guards. He was playing physical. And that's what I'm looking at. I'm just watching him defensively. And that's what he needs to do. Yeah, and he was into it. I mean, he had a really nice play in the second half on Chris Dunn to force a turnover. I just love what he brought tonight. Because last night, Mike Brown... Did not bring Della Vadova into the game after Fox got hurt. Yep. He played Davion Mitchell from the 7-16 mark of the third quarter to the end of the game. And tonight, it was like, all right, Deli, we need you to come in and give us a little edge out there. Play with a little physicality. And he came in and did that tonight. I thought Deli gave you 19 minutes. He gave you five points, two assists, two rebounds. Knocked down a three, and he played some good defense. After, I, I liked what after, he brought tonight. After he knocked down that three, and I think he, like, fell over, and then he came back in and just, like, fouled. I yep. think it was THT right away, and I was just like, damn it. Like, those are the moments that are frustrating. Like, don't allow those moments to happen because you're not going to get a lot of time. You're the vet. Like, just Are you be- talking about the one in the fourth quarter that Mike Brown ended up challenging? No. That was, I, that was one of the more frustrating things in this game for me. Fourth quarter, I wrote it down, 1040 mark. Mike Brown used his challenge. And you know me, I don't like the challenges. I like saving them. But in that situation, I was like, use that shit, Mike. Really? Yeah, you because, were down for it. Well, I was so irritated by what happened with Malik Monk. Monk goes up what strong. Was that? He clearly got fouled. Sure. And the, the official missed the call. And Wait, Malik he got Monk ejected. was. Uh, he was doing a. He was bare, He was walking down the floor after jawing at the official. The entire so he time. must have said. He something. probably said something that was worthy yeah. of injection. But the point is, and that was tough. Like he's got someone's got to help him out there. The coaching staff, whatever, has like pull him back or something. Yeah, come on, get him, get him focused. But because you don't want to lose him, especially without De'Aaron Fox. No, I. But was he was pissed. He was nervous. pissed, and I, I. He should have been pissed. It was. I don't know how you missed that call, and so they missed it. But anyway. At the t- you know less than a minute later, Delhi just plays nice defense. I thought on THT they call him for a foul. Mike Brown challenges it, and they don't overturn it. And I I, I can't for the life of me watch that play. And again, it's one play it didn't cost him anything in the game. But I'm watching that going. How do you play defense in the NBA though? 
because I didn't feel like Delhi was leaning in with his chest. Right. I felt like he was playing good defense. I didn't see him reach. Did I miss something? Whatever it was, they did not overturn it. And then all of a sudden now Mike Brown is 19 and 23 on challenges this year, by the way. 19 and 23. Yes, on challenges this oh. year. But um, I felt like that one, although it wasn't like a pivotal moment in the game or something, I liked the challenge because the official had some questionable calls. So challenge that. Make them go look at that, and they still didn't overturn it. Yeah, so well, what do I, I know? I what do I know? I think that's the most frustrating thing when they still don't overturn it because sometimes I feel like it's an ego thing, um, and it's it's like they're trying to prove a point when really it's like, no, no, no. It's okay to be wrong. Like, that's what the challenge is used for. Even if the challenge is being used in a petty way to prove that you are wrong about something, it's still about the game. Like, do your job the right way. And I know there was too many frustrating moments like that in this game. Um, I was fine with the challenge. I see a couple people in the chat saying it was bad. Uh, who would care about Delhi Fouled overturn? It's not about that. It's not. A, it's more about, hey, officials, wake, the, wake your shit up, right? Isn't that what it's about, Morgan? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Or am I being emotional? I, I I criticize them for being emotional sometimes with challenges. Am I saying be emotional? You make are a emotional, and but that's here's my. Don't call me emotional. Just listen, God, you're totally emotional. Oh my God, he's like talking. Um, you are emotional about it, which is hilarious because if we rewind the tape to whatever night chat, you're yelling at Mike Brown for being emotional and using his challenge. And so you have to understand he has a personal connection with these guys on a different level than you. So that's why when it, no, that's why when it does happen the way that it happens, it's coming from that. It's Morgan, coming from the same thing that you're feeling. What now? Delhi dapped me up the other day. I think I have a deep uh, connection with him now. Shut, shut up. In all seriousness, I don't this game is so geared toward offense. Yeah. Which is fine. You gotta let these guys play some defense. I'm with you. <laughs> like, what are I'm we doing? Totally like with we you. gotta play some defense in this league. It's what? okay to have a little physicality. Well, and that's why I And you call that, but you don't call the monk plays. But that's point. why I appreciate when they allow like Sabonis and the bigs to go at one another and just like let some physical play. Now I don't like when there's a a hand palm in his face or coming across his body and they're not calling shit. But I do appreciate when they let guys like body up and like get physical and, and kind of set the tone. Like this is where we're going to be. So you don't need to call this every play down. Right. And then when you see it along the perimeter too, I like it except when it alters uh, someone's direction. Like that's when it's like, okay, someone's obviously, that's a foul. So, yeah, there's things that have to be cleaned up. This is something we've talked about all season long, but all, I'm not this game, I'm not talking about that. I'm and I saw a lot of people complaining about it, but this game, I'm not talking about that. Uh, in the chat Jay Jolly says that Monk told the uh, official call a uh, mother effing foul. Say that again, Deuce. Monk told the official to yeah. call a mother effing foul. Oh, got it. That's what. That's all he said. And I don't know. That's just one person's one person saying that. Okay. Yeah, I. He was hot. I, if I'm an official, it's gonna take me a lot to eject a player. Like that's get, what I'm saying. Let a guy be mad if you missed a call, and that's the thing. What's annoying is you eject him, and that official is gonna go back and watch that play because they are graded after every game and go, I missed that call. Yeah. No, cool, it, cool. It, and then you threw him out because you missed a call because he reacted to your shit call. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, I get it. But in that way too, though, in, in some ways you got to keep your cool. You got to keep your, and I'm saying that, and I'm someone who would never keep my cool on a basketball floor. So it's not easy, but at the same time, you're missing some guys and you're needed out there, but you ended up still pulling out the W and Delhi, the guy that we were talking about before talking about the officials ended up getting the Depog chain. And I loved it because then he was talking about after the game, um, Something about like Davion. Davion really deserves this, like always. Like so. all, all the time. He also uh, talked about why this can be a season to remember for the Sacramento Kings. And recently about a, a conversation that you had with Terrence Davis that, that meant a lot to him. I'm just curious from the mentorship standpoint, how impressed you are or anything that surprised you about this group and how quickly they've learned lessons and incorporated lessons. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, there, there's always things happening um, behind the scenes, but I think, you know, Coach Brown has done a great job of, um, you know, trying to raise the bar and, you know, internal expectations and the standards that uh, he and the coaches and then what, what the players, what we want to hold each other accountable to uh, if we want to, um, you know, go as far as we can. So... Um, like I said, it's a deep team. Um, you know, guys are going to have their ups and downs, but uh, you got to try to be able to see the bigger picture and know that we're, we're a part of something special here. And, um, you know, we, we want to make it a season to remember. That's cool. So cute. What a cutie. It just sounds so much sweeter, too, sometimes with that accent. It right? totally... What is it about an Australian accent that's just like, oh, I love that. I love it. He also said something else post game that jumped out to me. They were asking him about Keegan Murray, and I wish that clip was out there um, because when I heard it live, I'm, oh, whoa, okay. Was it um, just high praise? He said that Keegan Murray is going to be a superstar in this league. Oh. I should just find it here because we actually have the YouTube feed. Um, do you want me to do that, Morgan? Oh, yeah. Are you down for that? Yeah. Although I don't know when it is in this clip, so <laughs> let's just have some fun. Okay. Let's listen to some Delhi. We, okay. we have not talked about Delhi in the night yet. Mm -mm. Let's hear a Delhi uh, talk about this Kings win, and we'll fast forward if necessary. <laughs> you like it, <laughs> Delhi? Uh, nice chain. Um, that suits me. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, you're the guy with all the playoff experience. The guy who's been sort of the veteran behind the scenes who hasn't got to see a lot of action. But what does it mean for you to have games like this where you do get to step on the court and and still show what you can do? Um, you know, I, I've been kind of working hard all year, um, you know, just staying ready. You know, at some point, uh, your number is going to be called and you, you want to be ready, um, when it is. And, um, you know, so we, we've been putting in a lot of work, like low minute games, uh, assistant coaches, you know, uh, low minute guys, Keon and Nimi, two way guys. So, um, you know, we, we got a deep roster and, uh, hopefully we can make a deep playoff run and it's a matter of everyone staying ready because um you know you never know when your number's going to be called how much of a surprise was it to put that chain around your neck tonight <laughs> uh definitely wanted to try to win it once uh during the year but you know davion's been doing such a uh great job it's it's almost his chain but uh uh feels good and just how much have you enjoyed just this experience overall this season? I know it's far from done for you guys, but just overall. Uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun. We've got a great group of uh, players in the locker room um, that, that have been unselfish for the whole year, and I think that's contributed to, to the team's success. Coaches that are really pushing us and uh, want the best for us. 
and then the, the fans are so hungry for it. Um, we, we can definitely feel that as players and, uh, you know, the excitement and intensity um, is building. We, we know we have to get better, uh, especially defensively. That's what Coach Brown has been, uh, you know, talking about. And we've we got to keep focusing on that end um, so we can reach our potential. Dilly, we learned recently about a, a conversation that you had with Terrence Davis that, that we heard that part meant a lot. With an election, you got to try to be at. Um, what What's your impression of like the culture that, that you've stepped into in this organization under Mike and and um, I don't know the 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 talent on this team and and maybe how well equipped it, it might be for a playoff run. Uh, I mean, uh, firstly, it's been a lot of fun. You know, we've got a great group. Um, but, I mean, the, the talent in the locker room, uh, obviously, you know, we're putting up a lot of points. We have uh, Foxy and Domas leading the charge, but, you know, so so deep everywhere else. Um, the, there's just so many weapons. And I think with, with the pace that we play, and um, not just in the full court, but in the half court with all the cutting, um, it, it just makes it hard for, for teams to guard. Yeah, Dilly, uh, kind of building off of that, what do you see that you guys need to clean up specifically on the defensive end and, and sort of fine-tune in this last stretch as you as you head into the postseason? Uh, I think the the consistent ball pressure, um, you know, just, just making people uh, be uncomfortable and then um, be, being early on the weak side, I think. Uh, you know, when we're aggressive on the ball, um, it kind of feeds into being aggressive on the weak side. And I think um, when you are on the front foot and anticipating, that's when um, we're, we've played our best defense this year. Hey, Dilly, how impressive is it from a veteran standpoint to see this team and specific, specifically the young guys embrace this playoff atmosphere, the, the looming playoffs, and not let it become a distraction? Yeah, I think um, from the start of the year, uh, Coach Brown is, um, you know, knows that uh, people are going to be talking about the the playoffs and uh, the, the drought. But um, I think from the very start, he kind of said like he doesn't want that to be the thing where um, we're happy happy to be there. Like we we got to try to push for more, and I think. Um, He's, he's done a really good job of trying to continue to, to raise the, the standards and the expectations, um, not of like the goal at the end of the season, but just the expectations on each possession of, of what needs to be done. And uh, I think he's done that from, from the very start in training camp. Delhi, hey, um, Keegan Murray's three away from breaking that NBA uh, rookie record for threes. As a shooter yourself, uh, how impressive is that feat? Um, I think, I don't know if Keegan even knows he's that close, uh, but he, he's having an incredible year um, and he's just, um, you know, a humble guy from, from the country and um, I think he, he's going to be a, a, a superstar um, in this league and he's already so good um, and, you know, the, the game comes 
so easy to him. Um, and I think, you know, play, playing with guys like Fox and Domas definitely helps take the, the pressure of it, off him. But he's, um, you know, figured out some great chemistry uh, with, with both of those guys and, you know, coming off Domas' handoffs and, and cutting and, um, you know, he shows some other parts of his game every now and then that, um, you know, let you know that he, he's going to be even more special in the future. Some high praise there from Matthew Delvadova. A lot to unpack there. He talked about what they could do defensively, more mm-hmm. ball pressure leads to better reaction on the weak side. Yeah. And then just that last clip of him talking about Keegan Murray saying that he can be a superstar. Well, I think, you know, when he talks about how the game just comes to him so easily, it's, it's true. I, I believe Keegan puts in the work. But it also takes a different type of of person to be able to soak all that in and make the adjustments that he's making game to game. I just think that's been one of the most impressive things that we've seen from Keegan Murray, not only as a rookie in this league, but I think just as an athlete, I think that's it's phenomenal to see that he's been able to do that because not only does that take a coaching staff teaching him the right things and teaching him how to play basketball the right way, but it takes him to have a different type of mindset um, and mentality to take that on and want to be better. All those things. Yeah. I just think I've said this for a while about Keegan, like every rookie has ups and downs. He's in such a perfect situation playing 30 minutes tonight as a starter on a team that's going Mm. to the playoffs where he doesn't have to be the guy. He's not thrown in there going, hey, we need you to go out there and score 25 a night. 25 a night, you're going to lose a lot. You know, like I love Bancaro. Bancaro is going to be a great player. I think Keegan is in like the perfect role for him, and it's going to allow him to grow. Mike Brown can hold him accountable, take him and bench him if he needs to. If there's some mistakes, he is super coachable. He wants to be good. And you see enough growth along the way. The shooting is there. For a guy his size to be that effective from long range, I think most people liked his shot coming in. I don't think people thought, oh, he's going to come in the NBA and he's going to launch six threes a game and hit it at a 40% (laughs) clip. And it's becoming better. It used to be more of a catch-and-shoot guy. Now he's coming off dribble handoffs with Sabonis. He's moving without the ball now. There's still a play tonight that pissed me off with him. What play? I wrote it down. (sighs) Okay, like what quarter? 75-69, okay. third quarter. There is a turnover, steal, Keegan in transition. Goes soft to the rim, and he got blocked. And oh. he's got, he, it, it, that's the area of his game. He's yeah. just got to go with force, play with force. He's doing a lot more things that are showing me signs he's improving. That's the one area that's been a little up and down for him. You've seen, oh, he dunked it. But there are some other times where he has not. Seven blocks. I for get the it, team. but this one was a soft take to okay. the rim. No, no. I know what you're talking about. And I compl- I'm that's why I'm not yeah. I agree completely. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, they're going up against a team with a lot of length, but um we've seen it before against teams that don't have as much length. Mm-hmm. So no. Mm-hmm. Those are those are the the adjustments that I would definitely like to see from Keegan going forward. But I think he's going to be a really good player. Like, if you're down on Keegan or if you buy stock in Keegan Murray. Delhi's not just off. saying that to be like, oh, pump his guy up. Like, he feels that w- I'm sure he feels that way because, one, you're around him every day, so you're seeing the way that he soaks up knowledge. But, two, Keegan is, like, 
in so many levels that that modern day NBA body. And if you have the skill set, if you can shoot the hell out of the ball at and be that height, like you're gonna have a good career. You're going to have a role in the NBA. Yeah, and I think he's showing signs uh defensively too. His off ball yes. defense has been really good. Um, they put him in some tough matchups trying to defend Devin Booker and Brown was asked about that today and he's like, No, we he's if he's gonna be a great player in this league, he's going to have to do those things. Damn. Yeah. But Mike Brown after the game, uh, he got a little fired up talking about Keegan. Did you hear this? No. Here's Mike Brown after the win. And, uh, and then you look at a guy like Keegan, and if he breaks the NBA three-point record that Donovan Mitchell, or when he breaks it, because he's going to break it, mm-hmm. but, but when he breaks it, that has to mean something to everybody out there, especially the people voting. So... Again, if if he breaks that record and he's not first team all rookie, especially with our team record, then all this is bullshit in my opinion. Because he deserves it. That record is like monumental in my opinion when it comes to rookies. We're talking about Donovan Mitchell has it right now. And look what he's doing in this league. Yeah. So to me, Keegan's job as a rookie is a hundred. And this is—I'm not trying to take it because uh, uh, Banchero down in uh, down in Orlando. I mean, great player. Obviously, Chet's hurt. Um, you, you know, uh, everybody's doing something as rookies. But to break that record with your team sitting in the third spot and going to the playoffs and you've been starting for this team all year, come on, man. That's a no-brainer for first-team all-rookie. Yeah, I mean, that to me, I I didn't even think about that as that not being a possibility because he's been very effective. Like, Mike Brown nailed it. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> That's bullshit if he well, does it. <laughs> and, it and, and he has a point, too. You know, But, like, I yeah. don't know if people aren't talking about that or if that's not the narrative yeah. or something. I think Mike Brown's done a great job of, obviously, having his guys' backs all Dude, year long. Dude, hell yeah. And it's not phony. He believes it's not. It. He's not. He doesn't gas up his guys just to gas them up either. And he's not like he's, like, pushing Malik Monk when Malik Monk isn't having these like powerful, impactful games, like he's pushing Malik Monk in those moments going like, okay, well who else is in that running for six man of the year? You know, just really having his guy, his guys back, but knowing their ability to play this game at such a high level and their wins are backing up and validating what he's saying. Uh, If you have not yet, make sure to hit the thumbs up button. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us live on a Saturday night as we approach a Sunday morning. Hit the thumbs up button. It helps us grow. Make sure you're subscribed as we inch closer to 11,000 subs. we got 600 plus watching us live right now. Dude, thank you guys so, so much. Appreciate you so, so much. Yeah. Deuce, I totally thought about this before tonight's game, and I don't want to forget it. And I want it. Okay. I was thinking this would be fun. What if, what if, I was like, you and I, we should, we should get each other a gift for, and it will be for like the Kings clinching the playoffs gift. So 
I'll make a gift for you, whether I get it made, buy it, whatever. You do the same for me. And then we present each other with these gifts. Like it's been 16 long years and it's just fun to be able to give each other something. It doesn't matter if it's a trophy, a medal. It doesn't matter if it's a, a t-shirt, like just something. How about I just print up the standings? Hey, there you go. Kings have won no. 50 games. Why, why can't Kings you? Kings made the playoffs. So why can't you be a little bit creative I, and fun? I, I want a gift. I want a gift. If, how about this? And I wanted to get you a gift. I appreciate you wanting. I never want to get you a gift. You're, I don't even want to get you a Christmas why gift. Why do I have to give you? I don't want to give you a gift. Well, I want a playoff. I want a playoff gift. I just think that would be really nice. Like, for everything we've been doing this season, like, in all the shit seasons we've been uh, having, like, can I we need, please just have, like, a playoff gift? I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I don't want to hear if it's mean. I don't, I can't. I don't want to hear it if it's mean. Just you, be nice. I'm going to be nice. No, no, but don't, <laughs> like, be, don't be, like, asshole nice. Like, just be nice. Look, um. People are loving it. The bus yeah, you should. I have given you the gifts. Okay, no, 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 no. Please, I want a physical gift. I don't want the gift of the podcast, the gift of a fog machine, the gift of you your presence. Here's a fog. You can press the fog machine. No, and if you wanted, do you want to? Do you want to press the fog machine? No, after they and clinch? if you wanted to get, then get me a fog machine and bedazzle it. Like, do something. Be creative. How about in one week? I'm going to be honest. This is so annoying. Okay. Is it that annoying? Yeah, I'll come up with a gift for you. Okay. How about April? What's after the last regular season? Yep. I'm putting We got a lot going on. I know. I know. Okay. Um, I'm thinking how about by April 11th? April 11th. Okay. It's like a couple weeks. Yeah, sure. A playoff gift. Yeah. I think this is a really great idea. Like, I don't ask for much. I don't even like to celebrate my birthday. But that's all I want. Man, I, I can't. It, it's what's really sad is just how things have shifted with this podcast. Where people agree with me. I felt like people used to support me. They, they used to have my back a little more. And it's like Morgan can't do any wrong. Are you kidding me? I get shit on sometimes. But for the cool things like this, a gift, we would love to see what, what gift you come up with. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't. You're challenging me now. And it can't be poop in a bag, light it on fire, Jay, and then videotape me stomping on it. Jay, can you relax? What You're it? not that cool at all, bro. Get over yourself. <laughs> like, relax. Jay must be new. He knows. He knows. <laughs> How about this? I, tonight, this doesn't count as your gift, but okay. I will give you the gift of Keegan Murray after the game, giving some love to the vets. Let's hear what he had to say. Is this actually me talking or Keegan? Okay, let's you see. You be the judge. Huh? Oh, uh, I remember one thing I going through the draft process and things like that. I really wanted to come here just to try and get back to the playoffs. And I know kind of the hunger uh, when I came here to visit um, that they were to get to the playoffs. And just knowing Fox, uh, just kind of uh, started to become friends with him throughout the year. And uh, what he's gone through, I feel like uh, it's just it's really a, a tribute to him um, because he's one, him and Rashawn and HB have been the guys that have been here the longest. And it's um, all the hard work that they put in, um, all the 
trying times that they had. Um, so just to be this close to a playoff spot is really a tribute to those those guys. How sweet! That's really sweet. They, dude, this everything. I came in tonight not feeling good about the win, and then listen to Delhi after listen to Mike Brown go, "That's bullshit." If he's not it, hearing my guy Keegan be like, "Yo, this is just a tribute to like Rashawn and you know like." Harrison and Fox, like, I really want to okay. make the playoffs. That I love it! Juice, I love this! How are you not motivated by the way that these guys are talking about their teammates and what they want to get for their teammates? How are you not motivated to be like, wow, I want to get my teammate a playoff oh, oh, you're really going back to the gift thing. <laughs> I, I just want to talk about what I just heard. It's the Morgan, same thing. I'm going to get you a gift if you. It's so funny. My gift is going to be so much better than the gift you give me. People... That's what we're doing. How about this? Yes! How about this, you yes! assholes in the chat who are going at me saying, oh, deuce, get over yourself. Hey, how about this? We give each other gifts, and you vote who got the better yes. gift. And you you can't. You have to be honest. You can't say Morgan just because you like Morgan no, more. Or, hey, she's nicer. She's, on t- she's the TV star. She's on all the time. It can't be about that. It has to be truly like, who got the better gift? Gift. Love it. Lo- love it. Cannot wait. Tina says, Deuce, obviously it's a light jacket. Beam earrings. <laughs> For me, beam earrings. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, man. Oh, um, no, God. but uh, yeah, I just, I love what I, that's the one thing with this team that I love completely. Yeah. Vibes around it. Vibes around it have been uh Really good. Keegan, uh, good game for him. We haven't talked about Harrison Barnes yet. I thought Harrison played well oh tonight. Uh, Harrison Barnes had 18 points, five rebounds, four dimes, uh, six of 12 shooting, some big shots. I thought he was big, especially coming out in the third quarter. He got off to kind of a quiet start. Came out in the third quarter ready to go attack. And he had nine points in the first few minutes of the third quarter that set the tone for Sacramento. You know, they were down at the half, Morgan, 61-55. They shot 41%, uh, 8 of 26 from three-point land, and that was not good at all. They ended up outscoring the Jazz 35-17 to in the third quarter. It was huge. They won an 18-4 to run. And just like you're saying, like, Harrison Barnes was a huge part of that, coming out of the half, setting the tone. Um, I like the way that he set the tone defensively in the beginning of the game. And, again, whenever we talk about the Kings and their defense, I know there are so many bad things as well. But I was texting you about just how – him and Sabonis's presence down low, they were really understanding one another where they needed to be to uh, crash the boards, box out Walker Kessler, making sure that they were like doubling, putting a body on him, whatever they needed to do in that position. But then offensively, just being super efficient, like he, like he is. I just love what he brings to this team. Also, Kevin Herter. We have not talked about him yet. We talked about a lot of random shit tonight. We did. Deli, I like the vibe of this night chat. Thank you. Besides you forcing a gift okay. thing. Uh, Kevin Herter, back-to-back games playing well. He had 29 points last night. Tonight follows it up with another big game. He had 27 points. Another good job rebounding. That's... He had nine last night. He had seven tonight. Four assists for him. Kevin Herter also had three steals in this game. 10 of 21 shooting. He didn't really get it going from three tonight. He was two of nine. But that goes to show you, Kevin Herter does more than just sit around and shoot threes. Yeah, he's going to launch him, and he had some great looks tonight. 
he missed a lot of good looks. He missed a so lot I'm of good looks. So I'm not even mad at the ones he launched. I thought he did a great job finding other ways to impact the game. Yep, whether it was him moving without the basketball or go to the defensive end, and it's his defensive IQ, right? Like, he understands where to yeah. be on the floor. He utilizes his length, keeps his hands up in the passing lanes, gets deflections, had some steals tonight, but on top of all that, just had a nose for the ball, going after rebounds. I love when we see his rebounding numbers um, just up there. Yeah. Uh, a couple of people that... <laughs> Let me try that again. A couple of people in the chat. Brian, Herter is so valuable to this team. Todd says, thanks, Atlanta. <laughs> no, seriously, that trade looks really rough. I... And that was like a salary move that they made because they ended up getting DeJounte Murray, but... Yeah, definitely a rough, rough move for the Hawks. Yeah. Because the Kings did not give up much at all. I know that protected pick, but, who, you know, what does that look like? I don't, so. and, and, like, what I love is that we get to talk about it like this because how many times over the years was it always like, man, the Kings got nothing or the Kings got screwed in that trade or whatever it was. And it's, ha-ha, finally, the Kings screwed over somebody else. <laughs> and I just love that we have the ability to say that because I think when people think of Kevin Herter, especially in Atlanta, it was, can you be a spot-up shooter? Can you? When you have the ability to move and shoot like that, it's scary. It's scary for people to guard in the league. It's annoying for people to guard in the league. And on top of all that, it creates so much more um, on the offensive end for an entire team. How many times did the Kings, especially in that second half, have possessions where the ball touched every single person on the team? Yeah. I mean, yep. that ball movement tonight was crisp. Again, it goes because people are moving around, not just sticking around the perimeter, they did especially that, against the zone. They did that much better. They, they they had better moments tonight. By the way, Kevin Herter in the month of March, Morgan, he has played in 10 games. The Kings are 8-2 and two in those games. He is averaging 19.4 points a game. He's doing it on 53.5% shooting, including 51.4% mm. from three on 7.4 attempts per game. Outstanding numbers. Oh, by the way, Sabonis... This month, just giving you 20 points, 13 rebounds, 9 assists. <laughs> what Dude is, is outrageous. He ended with 16 and 15 and then 7 assists. I mean, yeah. yeah and, just and 6 offensive rebounds, too. Uh, second, 7 for 14. Yeah. Efficient. Just a beast. Just a beast. I'm Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we could say the same thing about him almost every single night, but 
was that last night against the Suns that we saw him um, get frustrated a little bit? He got frustrated tonight. Was he got frustrated tonight. Uh, and I, I think one of the things late that I did not like from Sacramento, That's I think that's what left me feeling weird. Yeah, what? I thought Sacramento in the fourth quarter had chances to really pull away. And it's like, oh, they got it up to double digits. And they were getting crushed in transition every time. Yes, they were. Like, it would be... Uh, it would be a big play and then quickly the other way, a layup. And you're like, these, these things can't happen. Or a three. It was, they could not get any separation. They, they fell asleep in the, the transition defense. And then even when Utah got it to six points, the Kings were waiting late in shot clock yes. to get anything going. There was one place a bonus and it was going at Davion Mitchell. Like, what are we doing? They have to, even though they had the lead with under a minute to go, it was still a close enough game. You got to run your shit. And even if De'Aaron Fox isn't in there, right? Yep, I mean, yep. that's the thing. It's like, even if you don't have the same individual game as De'Aaron Fox, you still have to understand just as a basketball player what it means for your offense when you get shit going. Yeah, it was 119-110 at this point in the fourth, and... They had a terrible possession. Mm -hmm. Chris Don gets the rock, takes it coast to coast and one. Right. And you're like, these things can't happen because oh, yeah. now it's 119, 113. It's a game. Like, run your stuff. And so that's the one good thing I like about someone like Damanis Sabonis is he's going to challenge guys out there. And, like, they were walking the bench having a really animated discussion about executing the right way. And that's... Again, I, I understand the Kings won, and it sounds like I'm being I'm nitpicking here, and I'm 100% nitpicking. But now we're raising expectations uh -huh. here. I'm trying to win playoff games. Uh, You're trying to. I'm, are you trying to win playoff games? I mean, I, I you want gotta them execute. to. Yeah. You got to get off to better starts. I, I, I'm still concerned about some of them. Like, Walker Kessler tonight, it was just too easy for him. And I love his game. I think the fact that the Utah Jazz got him in that Gobert cool. trade will Talk go down as one of the big... Plus all the picks they got for Rudy Gobert. I personally think Walker Kessler today as a rookie in the NBA is a better player than Rudy Gobert is today. And you could, I mean, that's, you know, what's fun. It's obviously if you were to be like, well, resume, look what Rudy's done in the league. It's about right now. I get what I'm you're saying. You're right just now. talking about right well, now. I'm saying he's having a better career. I'm just saying this guy's a rookie in the NBA put up monster numbers tonight, but what he does, I'm not even talking about that, that I'm more talking about being a legitimate rim protector at this level coming in right away and having an impact on the Utah jazz. They got, they stole that guy. And I just thought tonight he was way too effective. And that's Oof. unfortunately for the Kings in their situation. When the, the, the guy that you have as your, your big dude on this team is Sabonis and he's switched out dealing with some other things. The help is there. Even if you have the proper help, even if the weak side help is there, even if the guy who is supposed to switch on to him is there, it it may not matter because you don't have the legitimate size. You don't have someone at the four. Now, they have other bigs that they could play. They don't play Alex Len. He's got good size, but, you know, he may, it, he's not going to be on the floor with Sabonis. No, in so. Kessler's uh, mobility alone, right? Yeah. Like, even that is just on a different level. Um not only because of his youth, but because of his, 
ability to move the way that he does to get up the floor the way that he does and that's what makes him such a threat and he's yeah. just going to be get better and better as he keeps growing in the league he had 31 points 11 rebounds he had a block 14 of 16 shooting um Another thing uh, someone mentioned in the chat, Lee was saying, how about Doma Domas's dime to Keegan? So good. Keegan didn't even think it was coming to him until it was in his hands. Yeah, dude, the, some of the off-ball movement, just special. Mm -hmm. Sabonis is so good finding guys. Smooth. I just so smooth. The Kings, by the way, another night of 30 assists. Mm. And the other thing I liked about tonight, in a pot, from a positive standpoint, 30 assists. And nine turnovers. I'm so glad that we got you to this point. I'm really glad that you met us okay. here. Look, we we don't have to every win be like, holy shit. We don't. We don't. I, I, there's we do talk about the highs and lows for every game. We, I try to be no, fair. No, 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 no. There's so many wins, Deuce, that we are coming in acting like it's a loss sometimes. Like, we're yeah, very yeah. nitpicky. But I don't even say it's nitpicky. I think you're just breaking down a game you're analyzing it but the reason why i'm saying with this game hey good job meeting us here because you came in differently into this show like you came in feeling like that wasn't good enough and i appreciate that coach appreciate that but at the same time <laughs> okay you still have to be on this level of perspective and appreciating oh. and appreciating what this 45th win of the season not only represents because of that but also represents because their magic number is now one Ooh, because they are magic. controlling that magic number oh. not just every other team is controlling that for them and you know what i could be wrong on this but people have been saying that if minnesota loses to golden state on sunday they play a 5:30 in san francisco that the kings clinch a playoff spot if not the kings play minnesota on monday on the second half back-to-back -back, they do have cat back the kings win that game they clinch if you were to pick one, clinch tomorrow or clinch, mon clinch Monday. Monday. Yeah. Monday. It's Monday. In the At building. home, yeah. in the building. Yes. Oh, and, I'll, and I'll, I get to do something different on that broadcast, too. Well, if they clinch tomorrow, are you going to be doing that on <laughs> Good Monday? Good point. I don't know. So I, there's a chance that Morgan Reagan is doing sidelines coming up on Monday's broadcast. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It's been talked about. It's been talked about. But I mean, it's because I they don't have me working until. Trust me, guys, I would work every single is broadcast kind of if a, I could. Is this kind of like a downgrade for you because you've done like sidelines on ESPN? So this is like, oh, now you're doing it at a local level. I'm like or? Mm, RSN <laughs> sideline, please. You know me, I'd rather be analyzing uh, for the rest of my life. So sideline should be easy and fun. That's hilarious. Uh, appreciate Murph World for becoming a member. Thank you so much to Brian Rose, musician. He's been a member for nine months. Uh, he says, gift exchange at the live show coming up April 14th. Not a bad idea. Tina Kings fan. I mentioned that one already. Sato donated five bucks saying Merry Clinchmas. Thank oh, you. I like Merry it. Merry Clinchmas to you coming up Merry soon. Merry Clinchmas. And Kevin has been a member for four months. So ready for the playoffs at Golden One mm. Center. Dude, yes, it's going to be magical. Uh, Peyton donated five bucks. Hey, Deuce Basketball Mind is a gift for breaking this playoff drought. How about bringing back who he played for tonight? Featuring DJ Augustine. Yeah, here's what I'll say. We will do a who he played for next night chat. Okay. We are on an unbelievable streak. This is... Oh, If yeah, we yeah. don't podcast tomorrow, let's say the Kings don't clinch tomorrow. Okay. If we don't podcast tomorrow, I think it's our first day off in two weeks. Oh, no, no, it... It's straight up it, like there has not been a single day that we have not yeah. done a 
So my, my point to that is, I, you know, I if I'm performing in who he played for for the first time in a long time, I need to be at my peak. Sharp. Level. Yeah. I mean, I could tell you he played for the Bobcats. I could tell you he played for the... Don't. Don't uh, even do that right now. Don't even do that right but now. But Peyton, that's a great idea. I should bring that back. And, and that, you know what? That just shows you you're an OG as well because you were here in the first year when we were having fun with that's that. Man. Yeah, we appreciate that. Um, yeah, dude. Thinking about that first playoff game is going to be magical. I just can't imagine. I mean, I'm even thinking about what the emotions are going to be like in the arena when, if they clinch in the arena. I just, it's surreal. It is. And you're right. Having the perspective of even though it wasn't, my opinion, the prettiest win tonight, it's still a win. They have 45 wins. And, um, I mean, it's the same thing when people have been telling me, like in our Discord, we have some guy in there. I forget his name. I can't remember right now. Okay. He's like, man, if they play the Suns, oh, it's going to be tough. I'm like, yeah, I don't give a shit anymore. I understand. Good. I understand that any first round matchup, especially in the West, is going to be tough. But here's the thing like, the Kings are in a position to be playing a playoff series. I think most of us anticipate the Kings would be clinching like in the final week of the year, like a play in spot mm -hmm. if it was going well. I thought playing. And now we're kind of like, it's March 25th, and the Kings could be clinching tomorrow. That's it's pretty absurd to it, think about you it like guys, that. You guys, it's insane. And yep. that's why I know there's other people around the league that are like, that's cute. You know, like, they're that excited for that. Y yes, yes. And be excited. And don't let anyone dim your beam. You like that? Never let them dim the beam. No, your beam. It's your like, beam. don't let them your dim beam. your light. Um, I was trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to show tonight. Okay. I, I just want to make sure I wasn't missing anything. No, you're good. Uh, before we continue, we do need to mention that tonight's night chat would not be possible if it wasn't for our buddy Sean Stanfield over at rate.com slash Sean Stanfield. He's fired up for the playoffs. He's also fired up to help you out. If you're looking for a house, if you're like, can I afford a house? Does it make sense for me? Do I have the money for a house? Oh, I think I have the money. Well, Sean will tell you whether you do or don't. Uh, if you need to refinance, some people, it, does, it doesn't make any sense for right yeah. now. Yeah. But there's some that actually does make and sense And then for. you don't even know that it does yep. unless you actually talk to a professional. And Sean's not going to just do it to do it. All right. Hit him up today. Don't waste your time. Go to rate.com slash Sean Stanfield. You can also call or text him at 916-276-7563. Yeah, 916-276-7563. Text him like light the beam and then yeah. get into what you need to know. Just go to rate.com slash Sean Stanfield. Equal housing lender subject to credit approval. NMLS ID number 349707. Company NMLS ID number 2611. NMLSconsumeraccess.org. Thanks so much to our friends at... Guarantee! Right. Guarantee! Right. And we should know that, yes, if the Kings clinch on a non-game day, we will we'll be, be live immediately when they officially clinch. Yeah. Do we have confetti guns? I think we do. Maybe we do. That could have been a good surprise. No, we've been talking. I've we had, do have confetti yeah, guns. Yeah, we've had We had forever. so many. What did we get them for? Oh, we got confetti guns last year because if the Kings got the number one pick, we were going to. Yeah. So now we have a reason to use them. I know, well, hopefully they're not expired, but if they are, oh, do well. Do they expire? I don't know. I hope not. Fire hazard. Uh, oh. I want to talk to some people real fast. Mm-hmm. 
And I want to talk to people in the chat too. So if you guys have questions or comments we need to get to, random shit, hit us up in the chat. Let's have fun. This is night chat. That's what it's about. Saturday. Let's go to a King KK232020. What's up, King K? What up, Deuce and Mo? Hey. What's up, man? How you guys doing? Man, we're good, man. What's up with you? We, have we talked to you before? Nope, I am a new member on Discord. Welcome as a new member on Discord. What's on your mind, dude? Uh, I would just like to say that game was awesome tonight. Walker Kessler's a beast. And once they clinch the postseason, I will be singing Don't Stop Believing all night and playing nothing but Journey all night. Why wouldn't you listen to Shut Up and Light the Beam by Morgan Reagan? Oh, I will be listening to that too, but gotta okay. play Don't Stop Believing because we never stop believing Here, in this I, team. You know, and I, they finally I gotta be honest, us. King K. I, I, part of my ignorance, I don't know because I don't think you know. How, how does that song go? Like, can you? How's, it, how's that go? Just a small town girl and in a lonely world. Okay. We took the midnight train going anywhere. Yeah. Jesse City boy, yeah. born and raised in South Detroit. Okay, yeah, yeah. You took the midnight train going in. You know, I probably need to hear the chorus because I'm yeah. not. It's not ringing a bell to me. Do the chorus. Don't stop believing. Hold on to that feeling. The kings are going to light the beam. Oh, thanks, King K. Thanks, Zeus and Mo. Have a good night. Uh, All right. I like King K, man. Me too. King K is cool, hey, man. Hey, dude, bought in. Bought in. Sang it and oh. then allowed you to take it away. Do you and think he really knew? Did he really believe I didn't know the song? Or, um, No, I think he knew, but I think he was like, I'm going to buy into this. I'm going to buy into this. <laughs> that was amazing. I like that guy, King K. And also, I did forward you something, too. Ooh, okay. Uh, let's check in uh, first with our guy, Paul. He's been waiting a while on Twitter Spaces. What's up, Paul? Paulie. Hey, Paul. Hey, Paul. What's up, Paul? Hey, Paul. Uh, it says he unmuted himself. Hey, Paul, request to talk again. I'll, I'll go to you if you request to talk. I don't know what happened. I'm not hearing you. Uh, while we wait for that... Morgan uh, got an email from a fan. The second fan, by the way, uh, where kids are singing Shut Up and Light the Beam third. by Morgan Reagan. This is the third one? Third fan. Oh, we should play the one from last night, though, that we received. This one was... Uh, I, my Twitter is absurd. If, if you just go to my profile. I know, I know, I know. So um, a guy named Brian... Sent one of his child singing "Shut Up and Light the Beam." Is that correct, Morgan? I Ray? believe that was the first. Mm. That was one of the first ones from last night. Okay, yeah, this is from Brian, and this is uh, his son after the Kings win. Th dude, the kids like this song, Morgan. I didn't think song. it was gonna be a kid hit, but it's it's like kids' ball. Oh, it's you a know? it's a magic charge. I don't know how it happened. He Lawrence Oh, great stuff. Dude, great stuff. I know. I know. He even had the ooh, 
Ooh. Oh, he had the uh, in the beginning. Yeah, like you do. yeah. I don't know how. You sound like a, you're Ray Romano. Hey, hey. it's me. My brother in charge. Oh. I don't know how it We got more. Sienna, Elijah, and Audrey. Love Is it. that not so cute? So cute. You guys, I am dying. I'm dying. <laughs> we're we're parents all over like, oh my kid can't stop singing it. I'm wow. just like, I know. We should make a kids bop CD Sacramento Kings version. <sighs> what do you say? We're gonna need to uh do that. Yeah. Sorry, I just our chat was being uh spammed. We got spammed and oh, we didn't have any mods live. We do have mods. Some people were this up damn um sorry well, thank about you that for figuring that out and saving us all yeah um deuce where are your mods at do we have mods they're not obviously that hardcore if they're not here they Ooh. it's also almost midnight yeah so. that's true yeah if you guys want to be mods on our youtube let us know because <laughs> we could use more as we continue to grow yeah very cool though um that is super cute morgan by the way yeah no it's um you guys it's I think one of the coolest things is when parents are like saying that their kids are singing even do Sanmo. It's just we always talk about this. And I know whenever we talk about basketball, oh, it's bigger than basketball. Uh, I truly believe with everything that we're doing, it is about the next generation. And I just think about so many young boys and girls and just the confidence that like things like sports can help build and communities and being a part of something. And so anyway, it's just always really rewarding. When yeah. I would say, um, the other thing too, before the game, I was on the court talking to Damien, I think, and it was so cool seeing these two little kids. They were clear that their parents brought them down and Sabonis yeah. was warming up. <laughs> these kids were Sabonis. They were so happy. And I was like, Holy shit. This team is starting to create yep. new fans. Yep. And it's something that they haven't really been able to do, right? Like they're proud. They are proud. So. Man, it is, sometimes I just wonder like how people keep coming in here with like. You know, sometimes when you grow. Maybe, I know. And it's, I know. It's, it's a good thing, but also got to make sure our mods are doing their I just, I, I just, I literally jobs. just during this made Tina a mod. That's, a, and I, so I thought she was going to hop in there and do it. I might have to fire Tina already. She didn't do it right away. I love Tina. I had to catch you out of the corner of my eye. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just oh kidding. Oh, my God. Uh, so cute. Yeah, I, I'll definitely add some some more, too, uh, if possible. Uh, what else do we need to talk about tonight? Um, so we already know what we're going to do based on it, all the clinching stuff. We know the magic number is one. Um, let's see. Kings-wise... Deer and Fox. Glad. Thank you. There we God, go. God, I knew I liked you for some reason. Oh, thanks. Um, Deer and Fox. So he missed tonight's game. Mike Brown was asked about Deer and before the game, and I thought that was interesting because um, I was like, all right, how significant is this injury? Yeah. Someone had asked him about load management and if, if that's something he would consider down the stretch of the season if they clinch. Yes. And he's like, look, it's a case by case basis. He goes, look, with Herder. He probably could have come back sooner, but 
because of the situation we're in, where we're at in the season, yep. we elected to give him some extra time. He said, Fox could have played tonight. And I went, oh, okay. I don't know, to be honest, how much I believe he could have played tonight since he left the game last night. But what it told me is that it's not a super serious injury with that hamstring uh, soreness that it is going to keep him out any extended period of time. I would say this, just be very careful with this, especially like, let's just say the Kings do clinch tomorrow. Okay. I would entertain the idea of holding him out Monday against Minnesota. And the reason is just, this is a hamstring thing. And if you can give him off until Wednesday, sure. when you play Portland or hell, if you want to get real greedy with it, don't bring him up back till Friday in Portland. I think, one, it allows Davion Mitchell to get more comfortable to establish himself and get work with the offense and work on some of the late-game execution that we talked about. But most importantly, it helps De'Aaron get some rest down the stretch. If you've clinched, in my opinion, I'm looking at how the standings are right now. The Kings are not falling from number three. There's a slight chance they can move up to two, but they're not falling from three. Okay. There's too much a gap, gap between them and Phoenix at this point for them to, to go to like four. So if you feel like you got three under wraps and De'Aaron's got a little hamstring thing, if it's something that you feel like more rest will give him time, I would personally just be cautious with it. There's no need to rush it back. You're not trying to like, the Kings need one more win to make the playoffs or help from someone else to, to, or to clinch. That's all you need. It's not like it's the final game of the season. I, I want to be careful with this. I, I'm fine with being cautious, with being careful. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know if I necessarily agree with your strategy, but I don't disagree with it. Okay. Um, I, I understand what Mike Brown was saying before the game. Look, if this was a playoff game tomorrow... De'Aaron Fox would be playing. He would play through it. He would get whatever treatment that he would need to make sure that he could play through it. But because it wasn't that, he didn't need to play. Um, going into Monday, if he can play and he Your friends are feels rested, mm -hmm. I don't know, Deuce. I, I'm just about them, like, keeping their their flow it, accidents happen anywhere right i mean off the court as well i hear you anywhere but you know hamstring things it, i mean lingers they linger so they linger I, again no, if he's I healthy he's ready to go just play i'm sure I but it. i would also start i would start knocking down minutes a little bit like, I, bonus, I agree I, with knocking down minutes i don't need to play 38 minutes you know, it's, even it's 34 i agree yeah. with knocking okay. down minutes cool no that works i like it we're on the same page uh, let's catch in, catch up with a couple more people. It wouldn't be a night chef. We didn't catch up with our buddy, Nick. Hi, Nick. Hi, Ducemo. What's up, dude? How are you? We're so good. good. Did not see you tonight, my man. Hey, hey, why not win back to back? Why not? Why not win back to back? Did you have fun tonight for Slamson's yeah. birthday? Yes, I got a, I got a picture of Slamson. I got all of his buddies and... I put it on Discord. I saw that. Slam how old did Slamson turn today? I'm not sure. If you were to guess, how old do you think Slamson is? <laughs> hey. 
Probably 60. 60. 60? That's, that's a good guess. I mean, he moves pretty well for 60. Though. He's staying in shape. Uh, so. Nick, what was your favorite part about tonight's Kings win? Keegan winning, uh, uh, making the three-pointers. But what I did not like tonight oh. was Malik Monk getting ejected because the referee decided to give one technical foul, then toss him to the locker room. I don't know what Malik Monk did. But I would like for you guys to review it. Oh. What what did Malik do wrong? Thank what you. What did he do wrong? Thank you. Great You're right point, about Nick. this. You're right about this. Uh, Nick, the Kings are closing in on clinching a playoff spot. Uh, what will it mean to you when the Kings clinch a playoff spot? I think that we should have a pizza party. Dude, that's one of the best ideas you've ever have a pizza party. Why not have a pizza party? Nick, I, I I can't I don't have a rebuttal. I mean, you're right. It's the Kings clinch a playoff. What do you do? Pizza party, pizza party. obviously. What's your favorite pizza though? I like round table. Okay, well, but like duh. yeah, but sure. I'm talking about like specifically like what type of you. Hey, Nick, uh, I just cut. Hey, round table pizza. How can I help you? Round table uh, pepperoni. Pep. You just want pepperoni what? pizza? Do you want cheese on that, Nick? I want pepperoni, cheese, and sausage on it. That's oh, it? sausage. He added sausage. Okay. Yes. Uh, That'll be an extra dollar fifty. You're cool with that? Yes. All right. Uh, do you need ranch? <laughs> no ranch. Oh. Uh, that's weird. You're not going to have any. What, do you need Parmesan? What about garlic twists? Yeah, can we add some garlic <laughs> twists for you? You can. Okay. All right. That's going to be uh, seventy two fifty five. Okay. All right. Thanks. All right. That was a fun game, Nick. That was really good. Good, good improv. improv. That was great improv, Nick. I liked how you bought in. All right. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Hey. Shut up and light the beam. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? With that, sleep beams, and we'll talk to you Monday or maybe tomorrow. We'll find out. Sleep beams. Sleep beams. Sleep beams, sleep beams Nick. Beams. Good job. Sausage. Great buy-in. Buy -in. Yeah. He was like. Well, I gotta talk to Deuce like he's the round table guy. <laughs> What's up? Hey, I'm a big combo. You know, if, if I'm ordering pizza like from round table, yeah. Uh, number one, that taste of round table or Mark and Monica's. Mm, mm. Mm. Okay, what if are I'm you going that eat? type of pizza? Um, combo? mushroom. That's fine. Olives. That's fine. That's on cheese. That's all I need. Load that. Let's go. I'll do a combo for sure. But then if like you, you go deep, I'm a big uh, fan of Pizza Source, Rex, oh. and Federalist. Give oh. me a little South Side from Federalist. Ooh. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Ooh. Don't get me started. Shout out to the guys at Uncle Vito's. I met all these guys Ooh. at, at Snug a couple nights ago after Kings game. Or it was after the Knicks win. Yes. After the Kings beat the Knicks. And we went and met a couple of people uh, at Snug. And they're like, oh, I love the podcast. Work at Vito's. Anytime you come by, let me know. I've not been there yet, but no. I will. I will. I need some Uncle Vito's pizza. Um, let's check in with Loyal Sack Kings fan. Hey, what's up, man? Loyal Sack Kings fan. Are you there? Hello. Hey, what's up, dude? Hey, how's it going? What's up, man? What's going on? Uh, nothing much is that I might see my first ever Kings playoff team tomorrow. Ooh. Might clinch. 
How does that feel, man? It might be the first time you ever. It is the first time you ever experience a Kings playoff team. How does that make you feel? Pretty amazing. I mean, all my life, basically, everyone's been talking poop about the Kings to me. And to finally see, like, a good team, it's very nice. So when you go to school the day after they make the playoffs, what's your message going to be to those haters, to those clowns who criticized you for rooting for the Kings all these years? I'm not even going to say anything, honestly. I'm. Mm. They actually have said, they've had said nice things to me. Like, they've said, like, you know, you're a pretty good fan for sticking with them. So I'm just going to be like, man, that's why you got to be a loyal a Kings you, fan like me. You you cut out, but I love that you said your, your you username. you got to be a loyal Sack Kings fan like me. That's his name in Discord. I know. It all comes full circle, Amazing. Man. What 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 do you like about the game? Anything? I like that we were able to battle back. Um, I thought we had a really good third quarter. And uh, I thought Keegan's going to break the record Monday for sure. Let's go. Well, appreciate you hanging out, man. Thanks so much. All right, thank you, guys. Bye. Nice, see you. Good to catch up with him, man. Hell yeah. Let's uh, check in with our guy, Mark David. Hey, Mark. Mark David. Mark. Hi, guys. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we got you, man. What's up? Very good. How are you guys doing? Uh, Fantastic. So nice. So I, I watched the game earlier. I, I really like how Dav, Davion Mitchell played. I uh, foresee him, you know, taking over, um, you know, some uh, some of the games in the when 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 we make the playoffs. So very nice game. I mean, uh, just uh, excited for the future. Hey guys, I I I, uh, I tweeted something. Uh, look it up. Uh, but then yeah, it's probably a nice thing to talk about when you, when you uh when you're in Sacktown Sports. You know, I usually listen to you guys in the mornings when I go to work. What's what's the, what what's like the free agent um picture looks like when the off season comes. Oh, so I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I haven't gone to that point yet because I am. And by the way, I hear myself in the background. Hold on, let me turn you down for a second. Um, this is the least I have cared about the off season coming up because I'm focused on what lies ahead. Yep. I don't you. There are people, and I love these people who are like super into college basketball and watching draft prospects and trying to figure out, oh, who could the Kings get in like the 20s now? Right, we're so used to being in the lottery. They're not going to be in the lottery this year. I'm just not there yet. I haven't even taken a deep dive. I'm like, all right, I'm thinking playoffs now. I'm thinking about matchups and stuff like that. So we will definitely have it. We're going to be doing a ton, ton, a ton of coverage, yeah, a ton of coverage uh, on our YouTube channel. Uh, when it comes to NBA free agency, we're going to have a huge NBA free agency party. We're going to have a live NBA draft show. We're going to do a lot of cool things. So we'll have it all covered. I'm just not there yet. Is that fair? That's fair. Very nice. Very nice. Maybe maybe we can talk about, you know, do you guys foresee like a lot of uh, Davion Mitchell, the Aaron Fox pairing in the backcourt when playoff comes? Uh, it depends. You know, it's not something we've seen a ton this year. We've seen moments of it. Um, but, you know, I think with, with the way Davion's playing right now, he has really set a, a, a serious tone for this team, man. That guy just comes in and defends his ass off. And if he can give you something offensively, 
you definitely want to play him. But also we have seen from Mike Brown, like he's going to mix it up. Like if, if that's not going, then Malik Monk's going to be the guy in there. Hell, we even talked about Kessler Edwards. I know. Kessler Edwards has been really good, especially defensively. And Go really ahead, quick too, though, about Davion Mitchell, you know, something that I've been noticing is that he's been a little bit more vocal and like with his frustrations and everything. And then, I, our, our buddy Will Z tweeted something about that as well. And it was saying like, Hey, maybe it's about time he gets a technical, you know? And if you do see that moment that Davion Mitchell gets that, like it has to be in the perfect moment, but I love that he's showing more emotion out there and he's just feeling good. All right, Mark, uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Uh, thanks so much for checking in, dude. Appreciate you so much. Uh, before we get to our next one, Kessler Edwards, uh, we should mention Kessler Edwards. Yeah. You know, you, when you look at the box score, you're not gonna be like, Oh my God, Kessler Edwards, what a game for him. He had four points in this game, uh, three assists, three rebounds. I just love his activity. We, we, we keep hearing from the Kings about ball pressure and they got to put, be more aggressive, get in the guys. He does that plays the passing lanes. more Well, uh, it's pretty wild that the Kings got a guy at the deadline that kind of flew under the radar that is seemingly being a guy that they go to a lot off the bench. I love it. I, I mean, talk about another steal. You take money from this squad and you take a young guy that um, can definitely have a role with this team. The way that he's getting into the rotation, like Mike Brown already trusts him. Um, he respects his ability to defend, to get his hands in the passing lane. Yeah, it's, it's fun that you added someone that can actually make an impact. There's some controversy tonight with my poll question. Why? I'm going to read it anyway. Okay. Who was your dog of the game? I appreciate the person on Twitter who said, now I start watching the game trying to figure out who my dog is. Who's your dog of the game? The options, Kevin Herter, Matthew Delavadova, Sabonis. What? Go on. <laughs> that was shout out to Whitey Gleason, by the way. Like, Living La Vida Loca. Oh. Matthew Delavadova. Wow, you, you're not hitting defense. it. Okay. Uh, the options for who is your dog of the game? Is it Kevin Herter, Matthew Delvadova, Damana Sabonis, or Harrison Barnes? Some controversy because I left Davion Mitchell off. I only had four places. I did not put Davion on there. Who is your vote? And is he on there? Well, out of these four, God, I really, I'll, I'll go Kevin Herter. I, I love how he's been playing in March. Um, and just, you get to see how important he is to this Kings offense, just being the threat that he is the movement. I mean, it takes, it takes a lot of effort to move like that on the floor. You want my dog? Yeah. Who's your dog? My dog has an Australian accent. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Delavadova. That's totally fair. I, I've been critical when he's you played. Have. It's been tough watching him. He played his ass off tonight. Not that he doesn't play his ass off, but like he, he really it, defended well. He I got into the ball. Yeah. yeah. I loved how Delavadova played tonight. And you need it. When Fox is out, I, I'm worried. It's like, all right. There were stretches, remember, earlier this year where Fox was out. And in the second half, late in the game, Mike Brown didn't play Davion or... Matthew Delvadova. Yeah. Tonight, you were able to play uh, Davion Mitchell nearly 30 minutes, and Matthew Delvadova played 19 minutes in this game. I thought he was effective. I thought he had a great game. I Yep, I'm with you. 
Um, and your dog of the day is fair. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, what's up, Jamie? I saw Jamie at the game, by the way. Oh, what's up to me? What's up, Jamie? Jamie, what's up, dude? Hi, guys. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. We're good. What's up, man? Nothing much. Uh, my dad wants to talk to you, so I'm going to hand it over to oh, him. Okay. He's awake right now? What, what's Jamie's dad's name? Chase. What Chase. Up, Chase? So Chase Moore, they're, they're, they're oh. not like in bed right now. They're driving home. I think Jamie we told me that home. they were going uh, out to a party uh, after <gasps> no. the Kings win. Or well, dinner. Dinner. But we live in North in the North Bay, so it's quite a drive for oh, us. Wow. Uh, we live in Santa Rosa, so... We live in, unfortunately, we live in Golden State Warriors territory. So, <laughs> so yeah, all those uh, Jamie's friends were converting them slowly to Kings fans. Hell Let's yeah, go. I love it. I love it, man. Uh, well, I'm, I'm yeah. so glad you let Jamie uh, call into our show, man. Yeah. He's a good kid. No, and I appreciate you guys because without your guys' show, living where we live, all we hear is the ball washing of Steph Curry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Chase. All right. Do not talk like that in front of Jamie. <laughs> yeah, right. You son of a he's bitch. He, he's heard I'm worse. Just, yeah, kidding, and, and he listens to us. Who who's just talking about? Um, I'm a big Steph Curry guy. I have a hard time. I am too, yeah. but live in the North Bay. That's all you hear. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would get annoyed too on, on the sports leader, huh? Um, yeah. Yeah. What was it like tonight? Seeing seeing the beam in person, huh? Yeah, this is our second time seeing him person uh we try to go as much as we can but uh no the beam's amazing the crowd tonight it's 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 just it's crazy seeing how filled the stadium is compared to years past and my uh the thing i take away with this king's team is the third quarter in the past that was always the achilles heel was the third quarter we would come out flat just get destroyed in the third quarter and this team this is like our the, the third quarter is where we take the game over yeah, 35-17 in the third quarter today. Last night, they dropped, what, 45 yeah. in that game yeah. against Phoenix? And, yeah, it, it just – now, for me, I want to see them start coming out a little stronger in the first quarter. I, I think especially at home, there's too many times – and Brown's talk, Mike Brown's talking about this too – easing into things, easing into the game. Come out yes. with a little more force like that yeah. in the third. Punch them in the mouth early, and I because I know they're capable of getting back in the games. Like this is not the old Kings where it's like, oh, it's all gonna fall apart. There's been very few examples this year where you you see the Kings roll over in a game. They're gonna make some sort of run, and it's gonna be interesting because of what this offense is capable of. But I think they are more capable of getting off to better starts, and they just have to. Absolutely, especially if we're gonna make a deep playoff run. But, I mean, the fact that this squad compared to last year oh. is even in where they are now is absolutely amazing. Dude, it's great. And how, how cool is that to have that bond with Jamie, man? Oh, no, it's it's amazing. We've been season ticket holders since the first year in Golden 1 Center, and it's, uh, it, it's awesome. I had all three of my kids at the game tonight. It was, it's the Kings, the Kings, it's something that we all talk about. And definitely when we can't go to the game, uh, we got NBA league pass luckily from the Kings. So we're watching it at home. Okay. Now Chase. Yep. If you sell any of your playoff tickets to an opposing (laughs) fan, to an opposing fan, 
You are dead to me. I know you can make extra well, hey, money. Dude, I know it's dude, fun. So, you need no, no. You need to do a background. I do. If you sell, if you sold your seats to imagine if this guy Chase hey, sold his seats to a Warriors so, fan. How much I'll, can he make? I, I'm gonna be so, so pissed. Up. Okay, game one is like a take out of the uh, take the kids out of school day. That's there. We're all going to game one, no matter what. Okay, I'm calling in sick to work. I work nights. Calling in sick. We're going. Now, game two, man, I can make my whole season in one night. Ooh. Okay, and I understand that, but don't you think, think about... The, the children? This, no, and can, can <laughs> I, I'm going to make my case right now to... The, I, and, I'm sorry, I'm playing into something on accident. Um, I'm going to make my case right now to season ticket holders who listen to this podcast. One, shout out to you for having a lot of money and spending that money on season tickets. Awesome. <laughs> okay, you rooted for this... T- we need to get to a point where you buy season tickets not to make money or to get a deal because you root for a team and you enjoy going to the games. That's what it's for. Oh, and absolutely. So my point is it's it's going to irritate me so bad when I see Warriors fans potentially in this building because that means Kings fans sold some of their tickets. And we've all been waiting for this moment for 16 years. And it's like, oh, I went to game one. That's good enough. And you just sell it to a Warriors fan. And that impacts the game. It does. In playoffs, that shit ma- that okay. stuff matters. Well, what I will say, too, th- but, Deuce, that one, that one ticket, that price... Can impact someone's okay. life too. Then you know what? Don't go. Don't go to StubHub. I'll start reaching out to people on Twitter and be like, "Hey, I've got tickets. Okay. Blah blah blah. You're a Kings fan. I'll sell them to you. Do not. If you're a season ticket holder, do That's not fair. sell your seats, especially if it's the Warriors in the first round. Uh, if it's somehow the Lakers in the first round, do not because they can infiltrate and it could really damage some of the home court advantage that Golden One Center could have. You know, back in 2002, that shit was not happening. You know what I mean? And I think too many people right. are trying to make, oh, I want to cover my season tickets. Dude, I get it, but also you have season tickets. You have just, some money. Who cares? Just do, do the work do the work, and find the Kings fans, to that the rich Kings fans to sell to. <laughs> I got enough family in, in the Sacramento area that uh, I'll give them to them. Thank you. Thank Let's you. Go. That's all I ask. That's all I ask, okay? Yep. <laughs> all right he well hey, good catching up drive safe appreciate jamie and chase man thanks so much right. thank you guys i appreciate you guys appreciate it dude I, I, because i thought about this and i'm not trying to hate on people who are trying to make some no, money but you found all. a solution though i think your solution is fair like you go take the time to reach out on, on facebook groups twitter chats um you know, Reddit, wherever. Yes. And, fi- and, and you can find yes. legitimate people, but it's just going to take a little bit more work than shoving them on Ticketmaster or whatever the hell people I, do. I just, you, you're going to, if they play the Warriors in the first round, there's going to be inevitably some Warriors fans who come. Yeah. That's fine. But you don't want it to be like a kind of a mix. Like when 49ers fans were taking over in Dallas against the Cowboys and you're like, it's a sea of red. That's pathetic. I don't want to turn on a game on ESPN and people going, well, there's a lot of Warriors fans in the building tonight for game two here in Sacramento. Well, even the Celtics game the other night with all the green jerseys. and Yeah, like, and, and I, I'm with you on that to a certain extent. They also come here once a year. And it's the Celtics. It's the Celtics, yeah. regular season. This is playoffs we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, no, no, this no that's is fair. Like we, 
this needs to be 90% Kings fans. Has to be. 90%. So, and if you're looking to make a quick buck and you're selling to whoever, then you, I question your fandom. Well, I do too. But Deuce, like, also you just look at this shitty world and it's like, they all have us by the balls. The more <laughs> money you make, the more in life you can do somehow, which is just, ugh, the system. <laughs> so the Kings are off until Monday, Morgan. It is now Sunday. How long have we been doing? We've been recording almost, almost two, two hours. hours. I knew tonight was going to be extended. Did I you love know? it. No, Did I'm feeling know? good now. Good. Well, I'm glad you got there. Yeah. No, no. I re- like, and I'm not even saying that just to be like, yeah, I knew you would. No, I'm really glad that you're appreciating everything that came about from tonight's win. Yeah. We're just talking it through, you know? So the Kings play Monday night, Golden One Center against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, they are going to be playing against Golden State Sunday, 5.30 p.m. Uh, some people suggesting that game could impact the Kings. Like if the Minnesota lost, the Kings would just automatically get in. But let's just pretend that's not true or pretend that doesn't happen. The Kings would be playing Minnesota. Uh, right now, as it stands today, they are sitting at 537 and 37 in the seventh spot in the Western Conference it, their game against Golden State is pretty significant. They are right now, Morgan, a game and a half behind the Golden State Warriors. So if they lose to the Warriors, that puts them in a pretty significant hole where they're pretty much going to be stuck in that playing situation. Wow. But if they win, then there it could get interesting where they could try to venture into the top six. It's just a pretty pivotal game for them tomorrow night. They do have Carl Anthony Towns back in the fold. They won their first game back with Towns. He I don't with 22 points. Yeah, and the the officials came out after the game and said that they missed a call that would have put the Hawks at the free throw line at the very end of the game. So that's one thing to consider. Um, Trey Young got ejected tonight, by the way. Um, as far as tomorrow, by the way, yeah. Anthony Edwards is questionable for okay. that game against Golden State. So. Uh, if he doesn't play tomorrow against Golden State or later today, I guess, uh, after that ankle sprain, he could be back against Sacramento on Monday. Great. And so they're trying to fit things in. I, I'm not, as you know, I'm not very high on the fit of Cat with I know. Gobert and Edwards. It doesn't make it an easy game by any means because they have legit size with Gobert and Cat. And we talk about how size has been a matchup nightmare for the Kings this season. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's the Utah Jazz or the Minnesota Timberwolves. Like, there's things that definitely affect the way that the Kings play, and and it alters their game. This playoff race, I mean, let's just pull up the standings real fast. I know they change all the time. So Denver and Memphis have clinched spots. They both won their division. How crazy. The Kings are not only going to get in. They're going to win the Pacific Division. That's all insane. I don't think many people predicted that. Uh, The Suns are going to get... The Suns, nice win tonight. They beat the Sixers, hammered the Sixers. No Harden in that game. And B did play. Uh, They did win. So they bounced back after losing the Sacramento. They're now 39 and 35. And Durant is scheduled to come back on Wednesday, potentially. So we'll see how that gets... uh, I'll put together the Clippers are sitting in the fifth spot, Golden State sixth, but they could move up tomorrow. So they could move in the fifth tomorrow. I mean, hell, Golden State could be four by the end of it. Like the race between four, five, six, Morgan, OKC is in 10th right now. Mm. They are 
They're in tenth, and they are what two and a half out. Dude, I cannot believe the Mavs. I can. Dude, the Mavs. It's a mess. It's a mess. Wait, are, are we getting a Luca trade demand this summer? No. If you're, they lose Kyrie, you're telling me there's not a slight chance that Luca's like, yeah, I want out. I don't think. I don't think he thinks Kyrie's the answer. I think he. I don't think he's acting like he wants out until they if they don't do anything make any moves in the offseason i don't know i don't know what their cap space is i don't know it's not good they don't have draft picks and okay look them losing jalen brunson for nothing yep awful this could this is going to be a big offseason for luca we're going to learn a lot about who luca is Mm. does he want it does he want he's great can he get to the next level um any other final thoughts before we get out of here no, I'm going to sleep the shit out of my life tomorrow, and I'm so excited about it. We could have a random-ass night chat tomorrow night. Yeah. We'll let you guys know. We love you guys so, so, so much. Thanks for hanging out with us for a couple hours. If you haven't, hit the thumbs up button. Make sure you're subscribed. We love you guys so, so, so much, but we got to go. Thank you for spending this Saturday night with us. We seriously appreciate you and enjoy this so much. Sleepy. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. The podcast that you know. Deuce and mo. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.